if he, if you are not good with um weakness you got to learn how to be strong if you are not good with fearless you got to learn how to be fierce welcome to ultra habits here we go under the hood with our guests to unpack the minutiae and to understand what processes and systems they engage or research that result in ultra-enhanced living. Howdy folks, it's RJ Singh and my little girl Mara May, and we're here to introduce our next guest on the Ultra Habits podcast, Seth Freezy MacBones. Now I came across Seth's videos on Facebook where he was knocking people left, right, and center across the ring. And what really piqued my interest was his peekaboo boxing style that he fights with, which was introduced by none other than Mike Tyson and was created by the legendary boxing trainer, Customato. Now, I am a massive Tyson fan. I'm not necessarily a boxing expert or fan, but I can appreciate the sense of presence and self-regulation required in any combat sport. And I had a chat with Seth to really unpack his story and he is truly a remarkable man. Now, originally from Ghana, he went to England and he has worked his way up within the boxing ranks in the UK. Now, what's super interesting is he didn't start fighting, he didn't start boxing until 23 or 24 years old and he is looking to make professional very very soon the guy is an absolute beast in the ring there is a singleness of purpose an energy and a passion that you can feel coming at you through the screen and i wanted to unpack his journey and particularly around how he was able to get into a sport so late and make an impact where you're talking about people have been doing it since they were kids. And the thing about boxing or any combat sport is if you have any level of imposter syndrome when it's time to perform, you're going to get your ass handed to you. So I really wanted to understand what makes the man tick. It's a truly, truly dynamic interview. The man is truly a gentleman. There is a lot in it in terms of takeaways around behaviors, habits, systems. Again, really hope you enjoy this interview. I sure as hell did. Take care, y'all. Peace. Well, Freezy, we finally made it to the show. Hello from uh, the land down under. I'm here in Sydney, Australia. You're obviously in, in, in London and you're in Brixton, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Brixton, South London. Yeah, so look, man, I, um, I'm really happy to have you on the show. You're our first fighter, our first boxer. And whilst I love the way you fight, I'm a massive Tyson fan and, and Customato fan, and we can get into that. I think really the, the real story here is about your discipline your focus and being able to take up something, a craft, which mm. people typically do from a very young age, you were able to pick it up much later and you've been able to run with it. And I think it's a fascinating story, but what I'd like to do is start off from the beginning. So you're from Ghana, right? Freezy? Yep. I'm from Ghana, West Africa. So tell us about the journey from Ghana uh, what life was like in Ghana and why did you guys immigrate to London? Well, um, 
I grew up in Ghana, um, um, yes, um, in a city called Kumase. And um, in the Kumase, the side of Kumase, there is a, another town called uh, Asokore, you know. And aside of Asokore, there's another village called Bima. That's where I grew up, you know. That's a small village. I grew up like, um, like a seven or eight houses in the village. You know, and that time there was no light. You know, there is no light there. And then um, I remember the car don't really come there those days because um, because of the road was really, really bad, you know. And um, um, I always travel from the village to this um, town, like five miles every day to school and come back, you know. So life was a bit hard for me and my family, but obviously um, we never give up, you know? And then I have um, 10 sisters and I'm the only one boy of them, you know? So- Are you the youngest? Bit... Yeah, I'm the long oh, um, yeah, wow. youngest. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you know women, you Sorry? understand women. Yeah, I really understand women. Yeah, I really do. Uh, yeah, obviously some, it's hard, but you got to, you, and I've been around with my sister, so I know how it goes. <laughs> That's interesting because like how, how, how has being around women shaped your view? Like I would imagine a lot of boxers have grown up with a lot of masculine energy around them a lot of like fighting and wrestling as kids you wouldn't have been doing any of that would you like what was growing up with a bunch of uh, girls like bro um listen i never thought i would be a boxer and even if a, if there is a pastor or preacher or priest said to me hey you're going to be a boxer in future i would love to the person you know i would like <laughs> that's not me you know what I'm saying? Because um, I was uh, I, in back home, I was really working hard. I would do everything to survive. Like I said, I come from very humble, poor family. You know, we don't have it. But my dad and my mom, they work so hard to, I mean, to look after us, to give us a good education. You know, in mm. African, let me take you back um, uh, to Africa again. Um, um, to have a good education, you got to um, be have a little bit money around you, you know, and my mom don't have, so we just go to the um, school and we, they can't afford us to continue to the high school and then we stop, you know, and imagine, um, like I said, I got a lot of sisters, so it was hard for them, you know, and um, so that, that's what we was, live. life was hard, but like I said, I always, uh, um, had a dream that I want to travel. I want to travel. I want to travel. I always had that dream, you know, when, since I was a kid, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I got the opportunity and I came here at the um, um, 2012, February 2012. And um, it was a bit hard for me to come to the country because um, um, the person um, who invites me for like a visit in the country in London here, um, I text him, hey, I'm in Heathrow Airport, can you take me home, you know? And that person was disappeared. So you didn't come with your family? No, my family don't live here. 
I came by myself. You're to by hustle. yourself. By myself, exactly. Right. So it's like it's like you are you are right now you are in Australia and you're just like, hey, I want to travel to Africa and change my life there. You know, so yet when you go to Africa, you don't know what you're gonna do. You just want to go to Africa. When you get there, then you find the solution. <laughs> See, you actually, I, I did a very similar thing, but it was a bit easier. I, I'm from I'm from the U.S. I came okay. from Australia, so it's a bit easier. So you're from Ghana. Mm -hmm. you get to Heathrow. You're what in your twenties? Yeah, that time I was uh, around. Um, 20, 21, 22. Can you speak English well at that time or what? Like is was 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 not good like this, honestly. If you right now, my accent is not as strong and I, um my English is not really good. Like, so can you you can imagine before, you know, how it was very, very horrible. I but love it, brother. You, know, <laughs> you end up in Heathrow. Was it cold? You're like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> And this dude doesn't, where's this dude at? He's supposed to pick you up from the airport. Yeah, I mean, he set me up, honestly. He set me up because um, I think I think he did something in, 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 in I don't know what happened, you know. So um, he's, he, he turned his phone off and I called one of my friends back home in Ghana and he let someone came and pick me up from Heathrow in 2012. I think February, 19 February, wow. 2012. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you're now in London. What do you what do you do? <laughs> you know, like like when you travel alone to different country, um, you don't know how the um, um, the um, country how it work. For example, in terms of find a job to do, you know. So I just <laughs> then so when I came in the night, um, I wake up and I said to the um, the lady who being a good Samaritan to help me bring me home. And I said, oh, I want to find a job to do. I can't stay home like that. Is that she said to me, yeah, calm down. Um, just now you arrived, you know, so we will find something. She asked me, what do you want to do? And I said to her, I want to be army soldier. That's why I said to her, I want to be army. And she showed me where I mean office, you know, to get the forms to fill, you know. So I went there and then they look at my, um, they look at it was hard for them to understand me because you know my I, I did not um, speak English really well you know mm -hmm. and but they still gave me forms to go to take it home to fill you know but um listen things happen you know things really happened to me in from that time but God is great thank God now life is not still the same you know mm -hmm. and uh I'm still moving on, and I hope by the God, uh, by the grace of God, things will change for better. Well, your faith is strong, and there's no doubt about that. Also, your sense of responsibility and work ethic, and we'll get into that. I think is what has really carried you through. How did you then get into boxing? Like, why boxing? Like, that's yeah. Give us that story. Yeah, I mean, um, like. In the back home, yeah, um, the only boxer I know is Mike Tyson. You know, I remember I said, to, I remember I told you I was living in the village with my mom, you know, and anytime um, 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 Mike Tyson is fighting, we need to travel miles to go to different village. They have a light. 
so we can go there and watch the boxing, you know. But sometimes before we got there, we see people coming up from their houses, like I asked them what happened. They said, oh, Tyson knocked the guy out. So we need to walk back, walk back home without watching the fight, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I was, uh, because every time people talk about my Tyson, and I really love that guy. Uh, my, when my mom traveled to this uh, city, I said, mom, when you come in, buy me my Tyson calendar. But why were you so obsessed with Mike Tyson? And did you like to fight yourself? Um. People used to, um, in the school time, I got bullied. You know, people used to bully me, call me names, you know, call me some horrible names, you know, and some terrible stuff they, I remember they used to beat me, you know. But that time, I fight with anger, you know. But, and obviously, you was a young boy. You don't know how you use your energy to control yourself. You just get anger, upset, and fight. You know, that one is different, you know, but I don't know nothing about boxing, you know. So when I came here, I think somewhere, um, Mayweather and Pacquiao had a mm. fight. Mm. Very good. And Mayweather was um, moving around in the ring, like he hit Pacquiao and Pacquiao's funny difficult to catch Mayweather. Then I said to my friend, me and my friend was watching the, uh, that fight in London. And I said to my friend, hey, why Mayweather is running like a chicken i can't mm. i can do this you know and he said no bro boxing is different to compare like the way you see this man they train different so you stop being i said now nah, i can do this job and I so you weren't right boxing there. freezy you weren't boxing at that time no 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 i never been in boxing in back home <laughs> since i came here to um at the age of 22 no at the age of 23 Mm. I never put boxing gloves on my hand. Never. You know, but the only thing I have is my kind of my mindset. I'm someone, if I want to do something, if mm. the thing is not succeed or successful, I will never stop. Mm. I'll keep going, keep going. And I'm a very hardworking guy. So in back home, I, like I said to you, I was hustling. I was doing everything to survive. I do co uh, co um, construction job. I go to the forest, helping the timbers to carry the lodge on my shoulders, put in the truck, send them to abroad, make some furniture. You know what I'm saying? So I used to do so many hard work, hard labor, you know, to, I mean, get something to eat. So when I see them doing, like maybe when I was fighting that, I, I told myself, listen, I can do this job, you know? But my friend put me down, he said to me, it's not like he was advising me like the way I see them, they train, they got skills different than the way I see them. So I shouldn't think about boxing. I sh they brush me off, you know. Then um, I said to myself, listen, I like my Tyson. If I want to start boxing, if it's not my Tyson, if it's not pickable, I don't want nothing. I don't want to be a boxer. You know, and first, why maybe you may ask me, Fraser, why did you pick up my Tyson? Because my Tyson star, <laughs> since my Tyson re retired from boxing, I never see anybody fighting peekaboo, put their hands here, move their head, get confidence, get inside to the opponent, bite them, the body, knock them out. They don't care. Uh, Tyson don't care how big you are, how strong you are. He will come forward to knock you out. You so know. Can I ask you a question? 
Mike Tyson, um, he grew up a certain way that I think we all know. Like his documentary is probably one of my favorite documentaries of all time, right? Like he, he had a very unique and difficult upbringing. When you fight or in terms of what motivates you when you're fighting to be such a beast, are you coming from that place of anger that I think Mike Tyson came from? Where, where are you coming from, which makes you such a fierce boxer? I saw and I seen the way you move in the ring with the level of intensity and you're aggressive. Where does that come from? Uh, thank you for the, um, this question. And um, I'm happy to answer you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, um, there's a lot, but um, a lot of things motivates me to get to this level or to get to um, in the ring to show my ability. But first is my family. You know, my family motivates me because I know um, 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 my family don't have, you know, my family is not, uh, not rich. We don't have money. We are very poor, you know, so if I put them in my mind that, listen, I want to do something to change the right. background the background of the family, you know? Right. So anytime I'm in the ring, I, I, I put my family first in right. my mind, you know? I don't care what the opponent is going to do to me. I will come forward and I'll knock you out, you right. know? And and the second one is when I start boxing, um, um, I was doing all right, but the kind of pickaboo I'm doing in amateur, they don't like it. So at the end of the uh, at the end of the fight, it go to the points, and they gave it to the other guy. Mm. Why? You know, Why do you so, think they didn't like the style? Because in 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 UK amateur boxing, it's all about be on your toes, hit, don't get hit. Mm. They don't want you to just move your head forward. That's like a pro. They see that as like pro professional fight. You know, they want you like in and out, like Muhammad Ali, bam, move, ah, bam, right, okay. So they count it as a point, you know. Ah, right. and, and because of I watch my taxi too much, I don't do that. I just come inside and do this, do it, you know. So if I don't knock you out, at the end of the day, they give it to the, the, the other guy. That is why I lost most of my, um, not most, sorry. I lost five or six of my five, mm. you know. So that make me anger. That pissed me off. Like, I'm like, now I'm strong. I train hard. I do this. I do this. You know, this man don't do that. I've been in the life in the back home. I work so hard. I know where I'm coming from. This man don't do that. I wake up early morning, mm. four o'clock, four thirty, early morning. These guys are sleeping. Mm. Why I go to fight and they still win the fight? Mm. I don't feel it. I don't understand. So you know what? Let me bring some different attitude in the fight. You know, so when I come to the fight, all I'm looking for is knockout. If it, because I believe myself, if I don't knock you out, it's going to the other other right. guy. Yeah, that that's the two. It motivates me, you know. And Frey motivates me is my Tyson. I want to be like that guy, like he get inside, knock people out in a positive way. Have you been able to get in contact with Mike yet? At some point, you'll get his attention. Um. Yeah. Um. I got a friend who worked with Tyson in the company. You see, Tyson did um got um um in here we call it weed weed company, like said uh, smoking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And the guy contacts me and he he said he he said to me, I showed your video to Tyson, 
and he's so crazy about it, but I'm still trying to have a chat with him so he can call you in a live video in the Instagram or have a, a great chat. Um, and that's, I was like, hey, listen, man, if you can make this happen, bro, that it, if that day is not my birthday, I will still celebrate it. Mm. <laughs> no, I understand. Uh, I think Mike's an inspiration to us all. I'm, I'm in the business world. And when things get difficult or when I'm competing uh, with, with uh, competition, I channel Mike. You know, mm. when things get hard, I ask myself, what would Mike do? And I think a lot of people do that. You don't just have to be in the ring. I think everyone identifies with the way he approaches an opponent. Well, certain people yeah. do. It's an alpha yeah. mindset, right? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. fuck shit up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, for real, for and then real. he just, he was, he was just incredible. I think it's sad. I don't think he had your upbringing, your faith, your control. And I think if he had that, you know, I think when Cus died, he was lost. He fell into the hands of Don King and crowd. And I think yeah. things became very difficult for him because he was a boy effectively mm. right and uh yes. looking for a father probably so yes. so um okay so that's that's really interesting so i wanted to jump into um something that i was talking to a friend of mine about and he actually wanted me to ask you and it's a very interesting topic around given you started boxing so late and it's such an aggressive sport right? Like there's a lot of psychological factors going on. How did you, or how do you manage your fear or feeling like what we call imposter syndrome? Like when you're in the ring, sometimes like, you know, people at work may feel like they don't belong there. They feel like they're not real or they're fake, but in boxing, if you feel that, you might get your ass kicked, right? Like there's some real consequences if you start to doubt yourself. How do you manage that, Freezy? Um, listen, I remember um, when I stopped boxing my first firing, I said to my, my, my friend, can you take the gloves off from my hand? He said, why? I said, I can't breathe. You know, because the, the, um, the heat, the... the um, I don't know how to explain boxing is a very different sport, mm. you know, but um, if you really want it and you want to do it, it's all here. It's all in the mindset. One, you need to learn overcome with your fears. You know, you need to learn that no matter what, you will get punched. How you control your, yourself when you get punched, you stay calm and you, 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 you reply him later on when he get when he gets him, you know. You need to learn discipline. You know, you need to learn respect. Like there is so many, but it's so many things is going on in boxing. But when you come to fear, fears, fears is one of the biggest things in boxing. You know, look at for example, let me give you one big example. There is a one guy, he was like super heavyweight very big guy i don't know if you you have seen that video and uh that time i was like 82 kilo uh, kilograms in in um in pounds i don't know how i would call but i was 82 kilograms and the guy was super heavyweight very big gen guy 
right? I went there to spar him. Oh, yes. Yeah, and so. yeah, and um, the um, the guy said to us, "Let's put a uh, guard on." He said, "No, I don't want it." I said, "Oh, cool. All right, let's go." So we was cool. We was cool. We was sparring, and then the guy tried to take the piece. He hit me with some left hook. You know, that pissed me off. In the ring, when you try to take advantage from me. You know, in the ring, when you want to show me that, oh, you are stronger than me. Now that wake my, that wake me up. I'm like, ah, I want now. I want to. I want to show you that I'm better. It's like challenge. You know. So he hit me. That's what happened. I knocked him out. And when he 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 knocked out down, and he was sleeping like, oh, it was so terrible. It was so sad. Right. And the next week, Fifty Cent get the video. I don't know where he get. He get the video and he posted. Mayweather put everyone was posting the videos like wow who is this guy everyone was looking for that guy you know so that that helped me like I got a, a kind of mindset that I'm not scared I'm not fear any anything and one the one thing is beautiful I'm so happy I choose the right I make the right decision is pickable let me ask you though about this do you think your ability to cope with fear and your emotions, has that been taught to you by your coach or in trainer or have you, how much of that have you been born with? Do you think? Like fear is my emotion. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm asking you is are boxers built differently in terms of do you think boxers have a greater ability to deal with fear or is it something you're taught that you were taught? No, it's something, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some, it's some, we all learn every day by day. We learn, we learn something different, you know? So if you, if you are not good with um, weakness, you got to learn how to be strong. If you are not good with fearless, you got to learn how to be fierce. How to be on uh, yeah? How to be on um, fearless, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't scare anything. You need to learn that. You know, I learned this stuff. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. My when I started um um sparring in, in, in the gym, I was so scared. Mm -hmm. I was so scared to get punched. I was so scared to get knocked out. You know, but one. Mark Tyson is one of my biggest motivations. There is no days off I don't watch that guy on YouTube. His old fight, his old sparring, you know, and I like the aggressive he used to go to his opponent. Even sometimes I can notice my Tyson is scared, but the way he moves come forward to you will make you scared. So it will swap to opponent side. You know, so I learned that all. Sometimes I'm watching Tyson, you see like I'm just watching the sparring, no. Um, there is something I'm watching from Tyson. You don't know. It's not the sparring. It's here. Mm -hmm. He got something. He fearless. You know, you hit him, he take it like nothing. And he come to you and he pull you down. Mm -hmm. You know, so we learn. I learn how to stay fearless in the, in the ring. You know, I'll fight anyone in my division. Even, like I said, I, I, I give you some great example. Like that uh, heavyweight guy knocking out. He's a bigger tall than me. But I said to myself, that's nothing. I'll fight this guy. Mm. Mm. There, there, was an, <clears throat> there was an interesting video of Mike Tyson. It's in his documentary. It's a very powerful piece where you may have seen this, where he talks about how before the fight, he's been you know, dreaming about this guy beating him. 
and as he walks toward the ring. Now, that's a real powerful message about how your training kicks in, right? Yeah. And and that goes back to what you said. And I had a a guest on a few weeks ago, a former NFL player, grew up in foster care uh, from the same area as myself in California. And he sucked at football. And then he started to really practice. And he said he got to that point where when I would compete with somebody, I knew I was going to win because I did the work. I did the work when you were sleeping. I did the work in the dark, right? And and that's what he said. And that's what you're saying. And that's what Mike Tyson's saying, right? Like when you get in that ring, your training kicks in, right? Exactly. 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 Like like I said, um, I've noticed that um, Peekaboo is one of of the hardest – skills in boxing why you know so because it take more energy why it take more energy so um um one more energy you you need to have strong stamina you know your stamina you need to have more energy you need to be powerful you need to be fast you need to be more speed you know you need to have all you need to be aggressive you need to be fearless you need to have all this you know and aside all Cosmoto said is uh, um, um, convince your enemies. Convince your enemies, yeah. So, listen, people don't do it. People don't do, like, if you just look at around all these boxers and tell me mm-hmm. one boxer who, who fight like a pickable, who fight like a Tyson. Are there many people training that system? Like after, so Customato came up with the system, right? He taught yeah. Mike. And then I think Kevin Rooney or whatever was, was Mike Tyson's trainer. Are there many people training peekaboo nowadays or is it kind of stopped? They do. People do. But the thing is, people don't, boxers don't use it. Because Why? Of it's, it's too much energy. Okay. Too much energy. And it's hard. <clears throat> it's hard. But when people see Someone do it, they love it. You know, nowadays everyone is hate, don't get hit. Hate, step out. Hate, don't get hit, step in that. Um, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie. Do you, to you. do you have to be a certain type of boxer to use it in the sense like you can't be afraid to get hit, right? Because you're going in, mm. it's a very forward. You're not kind of ducking and weaving. You're going in, right? You've got to be prepared to battle. So I guess only certain types of boxers can use it, right? Yeah, and um, it's work with height. Pick up work with height. You know, like, for example, um, all my opponent, I never fight with anyone I am taller than them. Yeah. Everybody I fight, they are taller than me. I'm sure. I just look up, up the, like that. Ah. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm so short to all my opponents because I'm 5.7 to 8, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And all my op- opponents are 6, 6, 4, 6.1, 6.2. And it benefits me. So what's that like? What's that like when you're towing up with someone that's six foot two, six foot three? That's crazy. They don't see the point is coming. 
Say so you punching up. <laughs> yeah, especially sometimes, sometimes when you, for example, when you fight with someone with the same height, you show hand like that, right? Yeah. But if you fight with someone who is short, you throw your hand like that because he's down. And when you throw like that, he is there. He is there. Yeah. But if you throw right like that, I will hit your shoulder. So if you throw like that, I'm down there. I slip. Bam. You put it there, body. You put it there, bam. bam. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> it's a big you, you need to have this. It's like one plus one, two plus two, you know, plus four, minus yeah, four. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How so, tall um, was Tyson? Do you know? Sorry? How tall was Tyson? Tyson was, I think, five point ten. Um, five. I think five so he was taller than you. Yeah, Tyson yeah. taller than me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Tyson division was heavyweight. Yeah. Right. And me, I, I fight in the light heavy. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm okay. not in the, yeah. Yeah. Well, I fight are you gonna stay there in light heavy? You'll you you you'll never try to go heavyweight. Um. Before I go to heavyweight, I need to go to crucial weight. But at the moment, um, when I, um, I'm gonna fight light heavy. After light heavy, in future, I will see maybe I will move to crucial weight. Got it. Okay. And from crucial weight, I will see what next. Yeah. But at the moment, I want to stay in a light heavy. All right. So, how about I heard uh, you on a, a another conversation talking about this, and I think this is super important especially with your craft and, and not letting doubt come into your mind and your heart. How do you deal with the haters or the naysayers? Not even the haters, but the people that kind of question what you're doing. Honestly, it's hard, but you know what? Um, um, <laughs> you need to learn how to deal with it. I remember um, there is a one website called Sports Bible. Sports Bible, they post my video and within like a week, it got like 12 million views and the comments is more than, it's, it's a lot, you know, and you can't take time to read all this stuff, but um, in my own page, people just come there to just make you feel sad, you know, just make you feel like you are not, you are useless. What you're doing, it's not going to work, you know, but people like that, I block them. For me, I block them, you know. I don't want to see them. I don't want to hear nothing from them, you know. But we have some certain people that there. Um, you know, internet is like everyone pick phone, he creates a new page, he creates a new page, he will come back and do the same thing to you, you know. But um, if they inbox you, don't waste your time to reply them because they, if you reply them, they are going to make you feel sad because they prepare and they come in. Yeah, it's prepared. sad that some people have so much time on their hands to do shit like that, right? Like, go, yeah. go get a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, re I remember, I remember there's a guy text me, and um, hey, you are very shit, my Tyson I ever see. You, you got nothing. Listen, I don't know why they give you so much attention. You are shit ever. And I said, bro, can you be positive? I just said that. I said, bro, can you be positive? Oh my days, my inbox, yeah. He said, oh, you have, your poor family are waiting for you to see you make it. You like, Listen, the stuff the guy said, right, that day, honestly, it destroyed my whole energy. Mm. 
yeah. you know. So people like that, don't waste your time to refer them. You know, I'm talking from my experience, right? It's happened to me. Don't waste your time to reply them. Just let them be, you know. If you broke them to be, broke them, you know. Um, yeah, people will support you, but be you. The important thing is you, you know. Do what you make you happy. Keep motivating people. Keep helping people. Keep working hard. You know, the best will come. Remember, when you start, all these people was not there. You know, so the moment you're doing something and people, there's certain people, they come in to comment on a negative way, tell you that you're doing something great. You're almost there, you know, so don't stop. Keep going, keep going, keep going, you know. Yeah, it's hard, but you got to learn how to control it. I think you also, you kind of have to narrow your your vision, right? Like you have to basically kind of, with social media, especially in real life, it's easy to keep, positive people around you and get rid of the negative yeah. people. But I think when it comes to social media and stuff, you just have to narrow your vision, stay off of it, stay focused. Um, 100%. Because 100%. it's very easy to get caught up in, I mean, social media, you get two or three negative comments. It could drain your energy for the a, yeah. a day or two days. And uh, yeah. I think with what you do, you can't afford that because boxing, I think is the kind of, craft and sport if you're not focused you'll get your ass kicked hundred percent hundred percent hundred percent listen you got you got to be you got to be focused you got to stay focused you know that's the one thing about let me use this um um covet 19 for example to use you know i i said to um um i said this to my um team whatsapp group that listen the, if you guys don't be careful, right, before COVID-19 will go off, a lot of half of you boxers will quit, will not back to gym. Because this is the times you got to be very smart and tough in your mind. That is why I always stay active. If you see, if you watch my story, I always training. I always running and training people, helping people. But others are not doing that because they are waiting for the COVID to go over. You can't come back because if you come back, now you're going to start where you was. It's too late. You know what I'm saying? I think, so, I, I think COVID has been an advantage for people that have a strong work ethic. Yeah. Because the yeah. people that don't have stopped and they're using it as an excuse. They're getting That's slow. a great excuse. Yes. Yeah, but if you really want it, and you know what you're looking for, and you are not there yet, nah, brother, don't give a chance. Now, nah, mm -hmm. go to run, be active, find your, I mean, your boxing partner or your teammate, work together, you know, work on your job. You can create a, you can have your boxing bag in your backyard, hit the back. You know, there's so many ways to stay active, you know, instead of making excuse. But me, I really want it. So I always impact every day by day training. One of the things that really impressed me was I saw that video, such a humble, humble video about how you were a porter and then you saw the chefs cooking and you're like, hey, I can do that shit. Let me get on the, let me get on the, you know, let me get on the oven or whatever. And yeah. you were then, you know, you'd have your bag and then you'd go to training. I want to talk about your work ethic and your habits. Like, I think this is something that you've been raised with 
and you have an immigrant mentality, which is always, I think, powerful. You're trying to make it in, in, in a new country and you're trying to support your family. But let's talk about habits and, and your work ethic. Like, what is your program in terms of how you, uh, yeah, you know, your habits and stuff like that? Um, I was, I, I was said to you, in this life, if you want to go far, you need to be humble. Humbleness is really important, you know. You need to be humble. You need to be polite, you know. You need to learn <laughs> to be respect, you know. Like, brother, I, I, I know where I'm coming from, right? I know my families and that we grew up. I grew up with a poor family, but the only thing um, <laughs> so I don't know, <laughs> so it make me feel bad, but listen, and I'm so grateful to have that thing. It's my character. Mm. You, can, you can be a super rich, you can be a millionaire, billionaire, but the, the kind of character I have, you can't buy. Mm. You know, you need to be humble. You need to be kind. You need to be nice. You need to be respectful, you know? And after all, you need to work hard. If you have all these things, you know what's gonna to happen to you? Opportunity open for you. And when the opportunity open for you, good people find you. You know, because I know what, I know what I'm talking about. Um, I listen to my mom a lot and my dad. You know, humbleness is the best thing. Please, humble, what next? Chef, what next? What do you want me to do? I'm finished. Can I go now? People will be like, oh, don't be like a fool to people. That, yeah, that's them. Be you. That's where you learn. That's where you grow up. Be humble. The great thing will come. You know, um, I start kitchen as a porter. You know, I wash plates when the customers come to restaurant to eat. They bring all the dirty stuff to me. I'm the one I wash it. I change the beans. I do everything. I clean there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I do everything. Like you, you think anything you think out about it in the kitchen. What is going there is a rubbish. If you, if someone drop a food, I'm the one they come to call me to go there to clean it up, clean the table, do everything right. And then um, I speak to the um, um, there was a time I speak to the chef. I said, chef, please. If you need someone to cut an onion or tomatoes or any vegetable or anything, I'm here. Don't feel shy to call me. You know, he said, oh, really? Do you want to help us in the kitchen? I said, yeah. He said, oh, cool. Then there was a one time he called me. I went there to help him. And even when I finished my work, I still, I, when I finished my portal work, I still went to go to kitchen to ask him, sorry, do you have any job for me to do? You know, he said, no. You're a boxer. You need to go to gym. You know, and and then and I'm so grateful that these people were so great that they love the kind of the sports I'm doing. Mm. So they don't want to keep me there. They said no. And anytime I come to work, I have my gym bag at my back. So when I finish work, I go gym straight. I don't go home. From work from gym, I'm going home to sleep. I wake up. I run into work. Finish my job take my train, go to gym. From gym, go to, like, 
from five uh, from Monday to Friday. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what I'm looking for. You know. Then one time, <clears throat> I changed my I changed my uh, my 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 restaurant, and I worked with different uh, restaurant fully in the central London. And they said, and I speak to the chef. Chef said, "Yeah, come to the um to the kitchen." So they gave me opportunity to work in the kitchen. You know, and that day I well, you know, when you work in the kitchen, um, they'll give you white to wear. You know, that that it put happiness in my face. I was so happy, like dreams come to now. I'm a chef because you wear white, but obviously you can't. You're gonna be a commercial chef. The commercial chef, like everything, if it's the onion, we gave it to you. Tomatoes, yeah. you cut. Yeah. Fish, you dress it, beat, you dress everything, you know. And I was so proud and I loved to do it, you know. So that's how it, I became a chef working in the in the kitchen in the kitchen. And I was, you need to be humble in the kitchen because there's people being there before you. You know, if you don't be humble, you don't say please and be nice to people, they will not teach you what is going on there. And you also want to learn, you know. And um, um um, there's another thing is that um, um, <laughs> sometimes sometime it's, it's become a challenge. People think like you are stupid, you're fool because the way um, you are so cool with people. But I still let them know that, listen, I'm here for a reason, you know. I know what I'm looking for. What you're looking at, what I'm looking at, it's, it's not different. I'm oh, sorry, it's not the same. We are different. You know, we, we don't speak the same language. So please, you know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. respect my, respect respect me and I respect you, you know? And then, yeah, everyone is cool. So this was going on, this was going on. That's how I become a chef. I, I start from um, kitchen porter and I jump to, and someone gave me opportunity because of my character, because of I mean, how nice and helping people and that. And he gave me opportunity to work in the, in, in the kitchen. And dreams comes true you know and so from there <laughs> like you're looking for uh, um, your dream job and you get you can't be late first person you have to work everything i'm here because you want to show that you want to show them that you can do the job you know yes that's how i become a chef with that yeah it's an amazing outlook you're such a positive person you have such a good attitude freezy i think it's a testament to your parents how you were <laughs> raised i think a lot of people could go to another country and things can fall apart but your strength of character and i think your faith probably plays into that as well um thank you it's extraordinary i actually can't imagine you beating somebody up in the ring because you almost seem too nice of a guy to do that <laughs> I couldn't imagine you on beast mode, but I'm sure it happens, right? So, um, yeah, it's incredible. It's just, it's great and refreshing to see and hear your attitude. And I think that it's always the way when, you know, I talk to friends about it. I have, uh, I've had Joe DeSena, the founder of Spartan Races on the podcast a couple of times, and we've had conversations offline and he, you know, he, he talks about how he, he views us that have grown up in kind of first world countries as getting, you know, we've you know, there's a lack of gratitude there. Sometimes there's kind of a softness and an unwillingness to do 
the hard work. And we always talk about this concept of an immigrant's mentality, right? You always got to work hard. You always got to keep it really, really fresh and not become complacent. And I think I, I, I love having this conversation with you is it, it reminds me of that struggle. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I, I'm like rooting for you. I'm like team freezy. I want to see you win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'll be uh, like someone coming from ends, come from Africa to here and you born here, me and you, we, I don't see us. We are like, we speak the same language mm. because I'm here for a reason. I know why I'm here. I'm here to work hard and go and look after my family. You know, you, you born here. You know what I'm saying? So you are, you grow up with the system. You are okay with it. I'm not okay with it. I'm here. Something bring me here. I'm burning. I need something to. But that cool. that's more powerful. That make me who I am right now. Your your kids may not be like that. That's the problem. <laughs> your kids will be like, Dad, I want this. Give me that. Give me this. And you'll be like, Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'll be like, Hey, you know what? I will take them to Australia and I'll take their passport with me and I leave them there. Hustler, hustler, and get the money. That's it. it it's. It's hard. I mean, my dad, my dad left uh, his country without papers, you know, and he had to hustle and fight his way in and one second generation. So I still connect with my dad's struggle, but my kids, they will not know struggle, you know, and I'm like, you know, me and my wife have these conversations all the time about how do we make them struggle? They have yeah. to kind of suffer a little bit, right? Because she- a little bit, yeah. So they, yeah, yeah. So they can feel the heat. They will know how it feels. Mm. You know, if you just leave them like that, they'll be like, "Oh, everything is easy. Everything is easy. Everything is easy." Hey, man, I used, you know, in back home in the village, there's no light. Do you know car battery? We use car battery to watch a TV, and if it's dead, you need to carry the car battery like five miles. Hey, brother, charge it. brother uh, Mike Tyson was on the Joe Rogan show and I think they were high, right? And yeah. Mike, they were talking about how Mike Tyson's son wants to box. And Mike Tyson said to Joe, he goes, man, he goes, I told my son, he goes, can you imagine if you came up against someone like me? Cause his son's grown up with money you know like he's like yeah. he said my son he goes what happens when my son fights a fucking animal someone like me when i was 18 like he's like he doesn't want his son to do it right obviously nah. like he doesn't nah. have that pedigree he just doesn't have that that desire right i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know what we hold in the future but the way i throw my hands in the people in the ring I don't want anyone to throw my hands in my daughter or son in the future. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Tyson is right. Because listen, I want to beat them to let people know that, hey, listen, I can do the job. Because I have something in me. I want to show to the world that, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm really hungry. I want to do it. You know? Do you think, do you, would you say fighting is like a battler's like do you think people that grow up with privilege and money would struggle in the ring um say it again sorry do you think people that grow up with a lot of money and comfort 
would struggle being a boxer? Like, do you think you have to come from a place of hardship to be a really good boxer? 100%. 100%. No matter. Nah, nah. You can't come from rich family and be, be a good boxer. Nah. Have you seen anybody who... I don't you, know. You, I, I know Logan Paul and these cats are out there. <laughs> I know you want a piece of them. <laughs> do you, do, they, do you think... Do you, do you think Baguette's son is going to be a boxer? No. No. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not going to happen like that. Boxing is the one of the crew sports, you know. It's crazy. It's dangerous. No one will go there to say, oh, hit me. You have enough money. You don't need it, you know. You don't need any extra money to get punched, pains, and, 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 and gain that money. So you're cool with it. But you need to be hungry. You need to be yeah. really, really hungry. You need to, you need to hungry and work hard, have something you or your father or your family never had before. That your view you on going. losing. No. And your, your, view, uh, your view on losing is quite unique in the sense that you've got a very humble view and a very, I think, a very powerful one on embracing the lessons of when you lose. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that, Freezy? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, when you, when you lose a fight, is that what you mean? Yes. Like how, yeah. you, what you, cause you, I heard you in an interview and you were like, when I lose, I, I don't, it's not the end of the world. It, I, I look at it as how can I learn? And, you know, and I think it's important yeah. to talk about that. I mean, you are right, Reggie. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't see myself like one, never take it too serious. Never ever take anything too serious. Anything like a sports or the fight or that. Don't take it serious, right? But take it serious. Mm -hmm. Feel yeah. me? Never take it serious, but take it serious. Yeah. All right, cool. I will explain it to you. One, if you lose, don't take it serious. It's a lesson. You know, if I don't lose, you will never know me. Mm -hmm. I, I will think like I'm cool. Now I win by points. Oh, I had like 17 or 19 fight. I win all by points. No knockout. You never know me, right? Because of my loss, five or six loss, that make me anger and piss me off and knocking people out. And now someone from Australia interview me. You know what I'm saying? So losing is part of the journey. You lose, make you anger, get you upset and show the next step that, listen, hey, I'm here, baby. Let's have it. You feel me? Yeah, that's so losing is the biggest, it's like a failure. Failure is one of the biggest um, um, experience in the life. Motivators, yeah. Exactly. It motivates you to go and get it. You know, it, so it, yeah. It, it, some people, they talk about having a growth mindset. And I think that's the difference between people that have to do shit perfectly. When they lose, it could break them sometimes. Versus people that are flexible, that are, they learn and they're okay with losing because they can take that loss, learn from it and get better. Right. So I think 100 percent, 100%, 100%. You are right. You are right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, people, I see so many comments. They say, oh, how, how come this guy knocking people out and he lost six fight? People don't understand that in the amateur boxing to compare to uh, pro boxing. It's a big difference, big, big difference. 
you know. In amateur boxing, it's, it's a base. It's a base. You need to learn. You need to be uh, disciplined and stuff like that. And little, little, like, and it, it, I'm telling you, in amateur boxing, there is more, um, how do you call it? Um, um, politics? Politics than the pro one. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, because people are trying to make it, right? And so there's a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. There is a lot of politics there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like everything, there is a lot of politics in the uh, amateur. So, um, I, I don't now. You know what? I know. For example, let me let me give you big example, right? I know a guy. He had all the belts in amateur amateur belt in this country, right? In uh, UK here, um, he won all the fight, all his fight. He got every tournament. He won the gold, everything. But my brother, I'm telling you, even people don't know him like the way people know Fraser. Mm. Because he never still lose before. So well, winning, people, winning. people like the fact that you're, you go all in. People want to see someone go all in. When you fight, you go all in. Yeah, and that's you. what people want to see. Okay. I see. I mean, that's like the you... problem people have with Mayweather, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Mayweather's a, a brilliant fighter, I suppose, and I'm no boxing expert, but people get pissed off because he dances around and he's ta overly tactical and people want to see people fucking slug it out. They want to yeah. see you go all in. For real, for real. Like, <laughs> let's have it. What happened will happen. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Whereas I think, you know, Mayweather's great, but I think he's really concerned with his record. Yeah, very good. Yeah. He keep, and I, I understand you. You are right. Yeah, Mayweather is he's right. He's smart. He's smart boxer, you know. Mm. That's why, for me, my Tyson, if you ask me who's the best, uh, Muhammad Ali is good. He's, he's the one of the greatest, for real. Even Tyson is still on him, right? He's the one of the greatest. But um, um, I think my Tyson is more close to Ali, you know, because Tyson give everything out. There's no fight Tyson mm. sits his ass down. Every fight he show his anger, you know, mm. and uh, uh, yeah, he put everything on the line, you know. So yeah, and I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. And 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 that could you know, and you can have all the belts and win all the fights, but you're not going to win the hearts and the minds of the people if nah. you go all out. People want to see you yes. go all out. Yeah, that one one big example. Do you know a fighter called Chizaro? Um, Derek Chizaro. No. Chizaro. Chizaro or Chizaro. I don't, I don't know. I think maybe I pronounced his name wrong. Um, he's a, he's a UK boxer, heavyweight boxer. Anytime he fight, he bring every he bring his heart out. He bring everything out. Even when he lost, people still support him. You know that kind of the person I want to be. I don't want to pull, I don't want to step back. I want to go for it, go for it. What happened, what happened, you know? Let's talk about your sense of community uh, because I think this is unique in the sporting world and I think it's unique in boxing. Mm. I saw some stuff around how you get involved in the health of the community. Let's talk about that. Is that, is that the African community? Is it the community from Ghana or is it just everyone that's in, you know, in the area? Yeah, um, uh, right now I'm still in the UK and I live in the UK right now. Yeah, you know, and I live uh, obviously, like I said, I live in um, 
um, um, Southland and Brixton. And where I live, where I live right now, that's where I do community help support, you know. So what I, I, I started from last year, I did, yeah, the same, like this month, you know, what I did um, um, when the COVID, when the COVID start, you know, every, everywhere was so quiet, lockdown, you know, everywhere was so cool and calm, quiet. And I stepped out and I was training, you know, and someone passed by, he said, oh, do you do classes? I, because I feel bored. I want to, I said, no, listen, you, you and your uh, neighbors uh, can still join me and we can train together. I just live in this flat. So we are opposite. So we cool. They said, oh, okay, cool. The next day, two people, the next day, three people, and people see us, we get it more. And then they ask, oh, can I join? I say, yeah, everyone welcome, everyone welcome. And boom, that's how it starts. And up to date, I never stop. So um, it came to the point that I was too, I was too busy, you know? So before I was doing from Monday to Friday. <laughs> yeah, I, every uh, five o'clock to six o'clock, you know? And then, um, um, I, it was too busy for me, and I said to myself, "You know what? Um, I got to make it one day a, a week." And that time, um, somewhere last year, do you know Loris Okoli? Mm -mm. He's the boxer. He's he, he become a W WBO world world champ last 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 two weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, they booked me for um chef to cook for him in his camp. Oh wow! You know so. Yeah, so I was busy with my uh, in my real life, and I was I said to them, "Listen, when I come back, we're gonna do it like um, only Sundays, you know." So at the moment, we do it once a week, you know. But like like you see, like you said, anytime you see, there's a lot of people. People come to support. So I just for what I have I've learned in the few um, since 2017, I start boxing. That's what I'm giving it back to help people. To make people stay positive, and kids, everyone, everyone involved, old kids, young, everyone can come and join. It. And it's very interesting. Like it never stops. It still keep growing, growing, growing. Right now, we have more than <laughs> we have more than twenty five people, thirty. It's fantastic. Come to join. Yeah, join. So it's still growing, and then it's amazing. Like how um, everything is going well. For me, I think this year is great year because um, obviously um, um, being a, um, article article in a Sky Sports mm -hmm. and the, the the Sun, you know, one of the biggest newspapers in the UK, you know, so that's great for me. And they're still talking about the community side and the good thing I'm doing to help the community and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's how it goes. Well, I think we'll leave it there for easy. I really, really wanted to uh, get you on the show and I'm really thankful that you came on. You're an absolute gentleman as well as a beast. Uh, I think you have the balance right. You are a young man with your head screwed on correctly and I have no doubt that you're making your family back at home proud. We're all rooting for you. We love the way you fight and I think you're, yeah, you know, you're a good human. So... Again, thank you for your time, Freezy. Where can listeners of the show find you on social media? Do you have any social media links or anything that you could share? Yeah, my biggest platform is uh, um, um, Instagram, you know, Freezy McBones Official. Okay. You know, yeah, that's my biggest platform. But you can find me on Twitter, Freezy McBones Official as well. Facebook, Jackson Freezy McBones Official. 
All right, brother. Well, we'll leave it there, man. You have a wonderful night and we are getting stuck into the morning here in Australia. Thank you, brother.